Cast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't care who you are. You feel the wave of anxiety and all that, you know, all the all the triggers coming off. So she's like, I don't want to deal with that. So I'm not going to be as curious around him or maybe not as curious at all. I'm just going to keep hiding. I'm going to keep it to myself. I'm going to play it safe because it may make my mom upset, too. Welcome to the Starfleet Leadership Academy. Leadership development told through the lens of Star Trek. Your host, Jeff Aiken, is a 20-year veteran of the public and private sectors in management and leadership. He specializes in helping people unlock their true potential and is a huge Star Trek fan. And now, here's your host, Jeff Aiken. Welcome, and thank you so much for joining me today. If you remember last week when we watched Voyagers Once Upon a Time, I think I said about 47 times in that episode that I am not a parenting expert. And even though we were able to talk about a lot of really great leadership lessons in that episode, there was a lot around being a parent that was left hanging. So I did what you do. I reached out to my friends. I reached out to the village. I brought in, and you're about to meet, the host of Our Village Stories, Coach Cam. Coach Cam is an educator, he's a teacher, he's an athletic director, and he's making a difference every single day in kids' lives and families' lives. And I'm going to bring him here to you at the Starfleet Leadership Academy to look at this episode through a very different lens. So, Chief Kyle, why don't you beam him in? Coach Cam, welcome to the Starfleet Leadership Academy. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me in your space. I'm so excited. I'm so happy I finally got this opportunity. This is my guy. This is my Admiral Aiken, yo. This is Admiral Aiken for me. Um, I always like to do my flower segment. On my show, I have a flower segment. All the leadership stuff that he talks about, it's not just talk. He lives it. He does it. He embodies it. And... You know, that's what I got to say. I got nothing but great things to say about this guy. This is my guy right here. So, Admiral, thank you for allowing me your space, man. I appreciate it. Coach, it's my honor to have you here. I'm so excited. We finally found like the perfect match for the two of us to come together. I mentioned that you host Our Village Stories, which you can find at acoachcam.com. Why don't you tell um, tell us about about Our Village Stories? Sure. Um, Our Village Stories was uh, created... Uh, it was a platform to allow uh, parents to express different stories that they've had through their childhood growing up, uh, people who have, who have found their passion in the field they're in now, but also a way for children to hear that they're not alone. A lot of what I find in my uh, travels as a teacher 
is that a lot of our children feel like they have to go through things by themselves. They have nobody to talk to, no one to relate to. So I did what any responsible adult is supposed to do, right? We find people who are willing to share their stories of what happened to them in middle school, what happened to them in high school, how they found their passions, what mistakes they've made, what they learned from the mistakes. And what I think is one of the most important things is that they're still working on them, their selves. Okay. We have to realize that it's okay to be a work in progress. I think children need to hear that. So I open my space up to students who want to share their stories, I open my space up to different people who want to share their stories for our children. I've had actors, uh, Latin Grammy nominated singers, my guy from the Leadership Academy right here, you know, so <laughs> multiple people, people coming on to, you know, share their stories. And I'm really appreciative of them. It's a fantastic podcast that you have. And you've got a blog um, on your website as well. Both really great. Um, I really appreciate what you're doing. And that's a big reason um, that and really a conversation that you and I were having that went, made me want to bring you in here. When I was watching this episode to get ready to record my episode, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to talk to Coach Cam about this because Neelix. Oh my gosh. So just really quick. <laughs> Just as a quick recap on this, I got the 32nd, you know, view of this mm. on Voyager, the episode. So on Voyager, Samantha Wildman is an ensign uh, out on an away mission. She has a daughter, Naomi Wildman, um, who is under the care of, uh, of Neelix. 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 Yeah. Well, things don't go well for Wildman, Tuvok, and Paris. They're... Um, they're out on the away mission and Neelix is tasked with keeping, keeping Naomi kind of taken care of during that time. The way he chooses to do that is to just hide everything that's happening and not tell her what's going on with her mom. Things shockingly don't go well. <laughs> and it all comes to a big head. End of the story. Everybody's fine. Family's reunited. It's great. It's happy. But oh my gosh. I mean, I said it in the episode yeah. and I was just watching this coach help me understand what just let's talk about just talk about neelix this was it was not good all right so i think jeff has explained his feelings about neelix once or twice yeah a little bit a few times and i have my own reservations about neelix you know this out of control morale officer who's supposed to be the morale booster of people on on the ship and all he seems to do is get people riled up and feed them poison roots um <laughs> They call it Leola. Leola is yeah. actually Latin for uh, for poison, I think. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, then yeah. there you go. <laughs> it explains everything. But um, it's it's a simple thing. Like, my lens, the lens I'm going to bring is that Neelix is parenting with trauma. It's something I talk about a lot on my show where, you know, we as, a, as, a, as adults don't realize that we parent with past trauma that's gone on through our lives. We don't even realize it, how we respond, what our triggers are, how we how we react to certain things. And what we find with Neelix is that um, in this episode, you know, uh, Naomi Wildman uh, realizes it, that her mom is not coming back. And Neelix knows that mom is in danger. There's something going on with the flyer, right? And his automatic response is, don't tell her. Don't tell her anything. You don't want to break her heart, right? But then the village around Neelix is trying to convince him, like, okay, we eventually may have to tell Naomi what's going on, you know, because if you don't know, kids are savvy, 
And Naomi is the embodiment of a savvy child who you don't have to tell her. She's going to figure it out. So either you tell her with through your own lens and try to soften the blow a little bit, but she doesn't feel betrayed. You know, no trust is lost or you allow the child to file it out anyway. And then you lose all trust in general. And what Neelix does is just try to cut it off at the knees every time. Every time it comes up, he just, you know, passing the buck, passing the buck to everyone else. And and that's that's not a way to express yourself to a child. Nobody wants to talk about the possibility of death. Nobody wants to talk about uncomfortable situations. But Neelix just finds ways to just make this uh, complete, <laughs> complete and utter mess. You're right. Neelix had a lot of trauma. He lost his entire family, right? I think he actually watched his sisters get killed or, or was close to that in the war with the Hakonians and they'd launched the Metreon Cascade. So that's the trauma, really, right? That's the trauma that Neelix is carrying with him. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And what he had to do was rely on the village around him, right? So when you're on a starship, it's your village, right? You're on your whatever, how long your mission is, right? Well, Voyager's mission was like 87, 87 years. They had some time to figure out who was in their village. But um, what I found fascinating and great was once they discovered that Wildman's mother was hurt and they had to convince Neelix to actually tell Naomi what was going on, Neelix has this like fit, right, on the bridge, right? He, right. he like flips out completely. Oh, we can't tell her that. He's just going through the motions. But I love what Janeway does. Instead of Janeway looking at him crazy and, you know, yelling at him and saying, no, that's in order. She just come to my ready room. Because in that moment, right, as a leader, she recognized, okay, this is not about Naomi, right? This is not about what's going on with Naomi. This is about you, Neelix. So we need to help you fix you a little bit. You recognize that so we can go fix it. Oh, go fix Naomi. And yeah. I and I loved I loved how she handled that. Right. Um, and so she calmly pulled him down and then finally started to convince him a little bit that maybe you should just go tell her. She has the support of me. She has the support of the doctor, right? Yeah. Um, I love the doctor interaction where they're in there uh talking about the organisms and Naomi's line, I love this line here. She says, my mom says cooperation is more important than competition. Oh, isn't that I, huge? I love that. And yeah. I'm a, listen, I'm a basketball coach and I believe in competition, but man, that cooperation is more important than competition because the more you cooperate, the easier it is to compete, right? Because you build the synergy, man. I love that line. And I think mm-hmm. that cooperation is a form of competition it's just you're now you're competing with your best self instead right. of against someone else maybe yeah it's, it's absolutely it's absolutely necessary because listen cooperation is a skill that you need to use in real life it's a life skill right you have to cooperate with somebody at work you have to cooperate with your spouse you have to cooperate with your children yes <laughs> right you, you know you got to Sometimes there's a little bit of negotiation that that has to happen, even though you may not want there to be negotiations. I get that. Okay. But there has to be some compromise because, yes, you are the authoritative figure, right? You are the figurehead. But you're also raising an individual who's going to have the individual thoughts and individual feelings. So if you come across with this authoritative 
perspective on them all the time, then as they grow up, they feel that's how it has to be. Like I'm in charge, you're my subordinates, and that's it. So there's no real like cooperation. Okay. So it has to be, I think we have to work more towards, okay, I make the final decision, but I want to hear your take on what you need. I want to meet you where you are. Let me meet you where you are and I will help you get there. But you have to trust that I'm going to help you get there. Right. So once I've acknowledged the feeling, right, that's all kids. Kids really, they just want you to acknowledge their feelings. Once you acknowledge their feelings, their emotional level comes down a little bit and their logic circuit kicks in. Okay, I was listening to a, a TED talk. Uh, a young lady was talking about uh, teenagers, how their emotional stability is out of control and they're so far away from their logic, right? So then when you go to talk to them about an incident that happens, the incident ceases to be important, right? It's now they're just angry at you because you because you started talking to them. And then you don't even know what happened. You don't even know what's going on. So it's important to acknowledge the emotion like what's happening. So it comes down, then the logic circuit kicks in and then you can kind of find that even killed compromise. Right. And then you're better off for it. You're less stressed. Your child feels heard. And then they are more willing to come to you when situations come up as opposed to just barking at them. Yeah. You know, I think, I think that's something that's very important. So transposing that to Neelix, right? Neelix never really met Naomi where she was, right? He, she's a very bright, intelligent young lady, a problem solver, uh, creative, but he just, in that moment, he treated her like just a child who can't handle things, but you don't know how she's going to handle it unless you give her the information, right? It, once again, right? He's parenting through his trauma. There was that scene where she started to smell that something was wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, something's up, things aren't right. And she started questioning him, you know, what have, has anyone talked to her? What's going on? And he started just, you know, blowing smoke. Oh, it's probably fine. Oh, it's this. And she's like, look, Starfleet regulation, this, this, <laughs> dot, this states that she starts, you know, citing chapter and verse to him. And like in that, like my mind blew in there were, it could, because, you know, and I talked about in uh, the last episode about how, People are never people are never as stupid as you assume that they are. Right. But you had said a thing earlier about Naomi and how she's so savvy. She's so bright. Naomi is. And she's on this, you know, big sci-fi show and doing stuff. And she's an alien and she's got, you know, an incredible support system and village around her. But that applies, I think, to every kid, right? Like right. they are they are all a lot more savvy. Yes. Than, than most of us are ever going to give them credit for. They're a lot smarter than we're going to give them credit for. And so when we do blow smoke, we just we just lose credibility yeah. with them, right? And so to kind of pick up where you were going, so already uh, Neelix here is, is blowing smoke, giving her a line of, of BS, so she's losing credibility. But then on top of that, then he like doubles down and starts leading through his trauma. This horrible thing happened to me? And so I'm going to do everything I can to make sure it never happens to you. Right. Right. And then she does what all kids do. You know what? Bridge. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Going to the bridge. Oh, I heard not bridge. Where's my mother? And yeah. then she overhears the conversation. She gets upset. And then Neelix has to like repair, repair, fix, repair, fix, fix, repair, you know? And, and that's, Oh, that's so difficult. That's actually worse because the kid doesn't really, I mean, TV land, right? The kid was like, okay, I trust you again. Even though she had uh, Chivas 
and and uh, and flatter and, and flatter about to snuff him out, right? <laughs> when he walked in, like they oh. they provided more like emotional support right. and protection for her. These holographic, hollow novel characters did a better job supporting her than Neelix did. A person right. with like we've both kind of touched on this or teased at it, but just an incredible. An enviable village surrounding him. We talked about the doctor, right, mm-hmm. handling her stuff. But I mean, th- there was that great scene uh, with Harry Kim, yeah, right, where he made the flutter doll. He made the flutter, right? And he remembers the story. Oh, I love flutter. Like it, you know, brought him back to nostalgia. He remember that being a safe place for him, right? And we have to acknowledge, right? We as adults, right, we don't acknowledge our safe space all the time. Wow, yeah, right. We don't acknowledge our safe space. But in that moment, right, he's and in that moment, right, he's scrambling around trying to find out where the fly is under all of these rocks. But then in that moment, he goes, oh, yeah, I love that story. Like he just saw that innocence, right? That one moment. And it, and it probably helped him. Right. He just took that second just to breathe. Right. So he can get back and focus. So I found that, you know, interesting. But as an adult, right, as adults, as parents, we have to do that as well. We have to find that some, it's hard. Right. It's hard throughout the day, but we got to find those moments to just oh. breathe, find something we're interested in, get back into, you know, our loves, even if it's five and 10 minutes. You know, we, we, we have to do that. If we do that, we're better for our children. Yeah. Well, Harry did, see it. Yeah. Harry did that and he was better for the ship. Yeah. Right. Just by accident, but just, right. you know, bringing up the memories. So um, I think that's important as well. Wow. I, I didn't even I, I just came out, man. I that Wow. I love that one. That's so cool. I, I think that's a scene like people tend to focus on Neelix blowing up, right? Because mm-hmm. Harry's like, what's going on? He's like, everything's wrong. And he freaks out. And that's what we focus on. But right. you really hit it. There's that moment where like he is, he's just like, oh man, flutter. Like that's the sweet stuff right there. Right. You know? And I think too, like, because I think what, what really frustrates me about Neelix and his parent role in this is literally every single person told him to do the opposite of what he did Mm -hmm. at every turn. And that's what Harry was saying. He's like, look, there's this great place. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. We loved it. Like she's there. And at that point in the story, he had watched a chapter in the hollow novel where they discovered fire, fire. Oh, and triggers total triggered for him. Oh man. Listen, knowing our triggers, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Knowing our triggers. And, he tried to take her away a part of the story or skip a part of the story because he was uncomfortable with it, not her, right? Instead of saying, okay, this is the story. This is what happens with fire. We know what happens with fire. Just part of the story, like trying to find that, trying to console her in that moment, he immediately reverts back to his triggers once again, right? Something he never got over, man. And it's so dangerous to not acknowledge things that, happen in our lives. Listen, I everybody listen and I'm I'm telling you guys this and I know he said it in the beginning I'm not like some professional science genius doctor whatever. I am a teacher and a parent. I see it in the kids and I'm a person acknowledging things in myself because I want to be a better person for my children. Right? There's stuff that I I'm like, oh wow, I didn't realize that bothered me. You know, I went through stuff that I didn't realize that bothered me until I was an adult. Right. So it's just finding, you know, finding those things and realizing your triggers is so important. So important. Well, because I think, and I, I don't know. I mean, you said you're not an expert. I'm, I, I don't know if I agree with that or not, but, <laughs> but 
you're not a doctor. I'll agree with that. Like that's uh-huh. the thing. Okay. Okay. Fine. But I'm going to ask you a question because I think you can answer this better than I can. Yeah. So in that chapter, that's the ogre of fire. You know, they're discovering that it starts out where Naomi is is curious and, uh, like you said, she's wanting to go problem solve and figure out like, okay, so fire came and flutter evaporated and what happened and Trevis had like, I'm curious. I want to learn these things. Mm-hmm. And then Neelix freaked out because it had a trigger do actions like that could that have a lasting effect on naomi where like she stops being curious about things because she's afraid that she's going to upset the other people around her oh absolutely 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 because a child doesn't want to upset an adult right especially in the an adult that they respect an adult that they love right so if in that moment she notices that he freaks out she won't bring it up anymore. And then any moments where curiosity uh, curiosity may spark, she may not say anything to him, yeah. right? Because it's like, once again, I don't know what triggers him. I know this fire trigger, but what's the next thing that's going to trigger him? I can't handle, right? Because when anxiety comes out, when those emotions comes out, energy comes out, right? And you feel that wave from a person. Right? I don't care who you are. You feel the wave of anxiety and all that you know, all the, all the triggers coming off. So she's like, I don't want to deal with that. So I'm not going to be as curious around him or maybe not as curious at all. I'm just going to keep hiding. I'm going to keep it to myself. I'm going to play it safe because it may make my mom upset too. Right. When she comes back and I know she's on a dangerous away mission and I don't want to upset her when she comes back, you see, and then, and it just things cascade and then you hold things in and then you keep things to yourself and then you don't tell people about things, Cameron. And <laughs> right, <laughs> so you start to, right, yeah. <laughs> you know. And then, and then just, and just, you know, you're just a pot of emotions that you don't know how to deal with. Instead of just saying, "Oh well, this is fire." Oh wow, I noticed that you realized that a flutter evaporated. So do you know that flutter may eventually come back because you know water evaporates and it comes back in the cloud and it rains? I don't know. I'm just making stuff, but you know, just you just you just kind of roll with it, making it making a learning a mo- make it a learning moment. Exactly. I mean, she she lives on a ship ca- mm-hmm. led by Captain Catherine Janeway, who is a scientist, right? And and there's a mm-hmm. whole science group on Voyager. Wow, Naomi, you're so interested in this. Let me go take you to a meteorologist, right? Mm-hmm. Who you live with, <laughs> you know, on this ship. <laughs> right. And they can tell you how this works and stuff. I think, again, just such a powerful and, and great village that mm-hmm. that she lives in. But I also, you know, when I think about what you were just saying, what hits me is how people, but I think kids especially, we don't want to upset other people. Right. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to upset the apple cart. We don't want to be the reason someone freaks out. And kids, I think, you know, get trained, you know, really conditioned almost at an early age. If I do this, mom and dad react this way. I don't like it when they react this way. So I won't do right. this anymore. But I think there's also times, and again, I, I think this, I'm asking you this because I don't know this, mm-hmm. but There's times where kids are more vulnerable. People are more vulnerable to those things. When you open yourself up and you expose a part of yourself, you know, to someone, and then they have that triggered reaction. So in the episode, Naomi specific, so that starts with her, with Flotter and Trevis doing the thing. Neelix isn't a part of it all. She invites him in. She's like, Neelix, come with me. 
And from the get-go, he's like, oh, I don't know. Ogre of fire. This sounds pretty. And then in that moment where she's like, this is my safe place. This is where I feel good. He freaks out. Right. In there. And so like, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? When, when like just that, that vulnerability that, that a kid can offer. When children invite you into their space, that means they trust you. They're trusting you to make the right decisions. They're trusting you to help them with their emotions because nobody wants to be vulnerable. Okay. It's not not something, (laughs) something, right. It's not fun, but something that should be natural is the complete opposite, right? Being vulnerable should be natural, right? You should be, be willing to open up and share your energies with people, but it's the complete opposite. You want to be closed off because you're so afraid of being hurt. Okay. So when a child eventually opens themselves up to you, you have to take your guard down. You just got to walk in with a brave face and just listen to what they have to say. Don't be judgmental. Okay. Don't try to have all the answers in the moment. Your job is just to listen. Okay. Because if they realize that you're listening, they will share more things with you. You know, I talk about, you know, teen, I do a lot of middle school work where because I have coach and not mister in front of my name, they come to talk to me. I don't know why, but, you know, growing up, you either went to the guidance counselor, the dean, or the or your PE teacher to go tell them your problems. I don't know why that is. <laughs> so the kids just come to me and tell me stuff. So I just listen. I'm not, I don't judge them. I don't try to have all the answers. I just listen. I just let them open up. Now, if I feel they're in danger, obviously I'll say something, but just open up. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe you should do this. Oh, that makes sense. All right. How come you don't talk to your parents? Oh, because as soon as I start to open up, they tell me, oh, you're supposed to do this, 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 just have a long list of laundry list of stuff. But I know what to do. But how do I handle the emotions of the moment? We don't teach that. No. Right? That's the part we forget. We just have a list of how to fix it. But how do I handle the emotions that go along with it? So that's something we got to be mindful you and I, we've suppressed those emotions. Like we've done that over decades and decades. And so when a teenager, I don't know, you don't just push it down and do the thing. Come to Quark's Crisis Fun. Come right now. Go Quark. Run. The Starfleet Leadership Academy is supported by listeners just like you. Click the link in the show notes to support this podcast. Parenting can be tough, but sharing stories, even the tough ones, are how we come together and strengthen our village. Connect with your team through these stories. Welcome to Our Village Stories, parenting through passion and grit. To become a villager, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I do carry a select line of unique artifacts and gemstones indigenous to this region. You, you had an episode of your podcast a while ago um, that I thought was a great moment of vulnerability where you, in front of uh, it's your school, yeah. shared a really personal story, um, which was great. 
really recommend people check it out. It was a cool moment and a, and a, and a rough story. That was a hard one to tell. Yeah. But in that story, and kind of why I bring that up, you 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 gave it a shot. You tried using a little a little middle school slang uh, <laughs> in there, and you and I talked about that, right? How like because they let you in a right. little bit. So like, tell me more about that. Like just that moment, like what that kind of exchange was. Like, hey, coach, there's this, and then you in front of everybody use the thing, and right. what that yeah. really does. Yeah, that well, that shows my human side, right? That shows that I'm willing to relate. That shows that I'm willing to make a fool of myself and not be perfect, right? right. I'm just so happy that I use it in the correct tense, <laughs> in the correct <laughs> sentence, in the correct way, you know? And the kids actually chuckled. The word, if anybody doesn't know, the word is capping. Okay, capping means that I wasn't lying. And then I had to I had to look it up. Capping means without cap. So there's no level, right? So if you're capping, that means there's a level, you're lying. But no cap means there's no cap to the level of truth that I'm telling. Okay. Yeah, look at that. Just, we all learned really, something, right? We all learned something, right? I related to a video game, but um, and I do, I, and I appreciate you with that one because that was a very hard story. So, real story behind that one, and I advise everybody to go listen and check it out. When people listen, that particular story, literally, my mom texted me. My mom texted me and said, "I didn't know. I'm sorry." Wow. Yeah, she said, "I didn't know that about you, but I'm glad that you were able to open that up and share." Because I literally, I told nobody that story, nobody, because I, I keep it all in, and that's why you make it a point to push and talk to our children. You got to tell your children these stories yeah. because you don't know what they're going through, you don't know how they're feeling, you don't know what's happening on the inside of them, especially social emotionally, especially now with all the social media and everything popping up. You don't know what's going on. Just have that conversation at the dinner table, okay? And then when they come to you and want to talk to you and tell you stuff, put your phone down and just listen. It may not make sense. Half the stuff they talk about is not going to make sense. I'm telling you that. It's not going to make sense. But just listen. So when you listen, you learn. When you learn, you understand. When you understand, you can help. Yeah. You become relatable in those moments. So. Well, I feel like if nothing else, you you just form a connection, right? right. That, that means something in there. As a side note, the episode is Can You Accept Not Knowing? knowing. Yeah. Our Village Stories. Check that out. But, yeah. you know, I I have a six-year-old. Well, I think, yeah, she, I think, yeah she's, still, she's almost seven. That's why I had to stop. <laughs> and if you ask her, she'll tell you she's seven. But I use a tool with her that I, I started using with the people I work with um, because it is, even at six, she'll bring things to me and I'm just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. This makes no sense to me at all, but I don't want to say that. Right. And I don't want to pass judgment on it. So I just, I just look at her and I go, wow, that's really interesting. Tell me more about that. Right. I I, I don't know. And it's not even, I don't think it's even important that I know it's just that I engage. Right. right. Like you said, I put the phone down, I look at her and I say, wow, that's really interesting. Tell me more about that. Right. You know, and then eventually she's just like, you're not interested. <laughs> Because <laughs> she's a lot smarter than I give her credit yeah. for, right? But exactly, you're not paying attention. I am paying attention. I'm just, I just have no idea what you're I saying. Just have no idea what you're saying, right? I so, desperately want to know. I do, but I just don't. So please help me. Please help me to understand. With another tip, you can say, "Well, how was your day?" And they're going to say, "Fine," because yep. that's usually the answer, right? So you can say, "Tell me one good thing that happened today," right? And then tell me something you want to work on today, right? Just a little thing. Tell me one thing you want to work on today and tell me uh, something that happened good today. But you're opening that dialogue. 
right? You're giving them a chance to speak. And then eventually the conversations just happen. Like, oh, how was your day? Nothing. <laughs> well, you know, I can't stand it. You know, see, you know, it's just, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> they go through the prompts themselves. So. But um, I also want to talk about uh, another thing that happened in the uh, episode, uh, the other part of the village where the parent actually got some help, right? You don't have to feel like you're by yourself. So uh, Wildman is hurt on the mission. Tuvok and, and Tom Paris are taking care of her, making sure she, you know, wounds attended to. And and she said something to the effect of, you know, not anybody understanding that Naomi may grow up, you know, not knowing her mother or, you know, without her mother. And Tuvok calmly, in his Tuvok way, like, oh, he lets her know, I fully understand. I've been away from my child for four years now, yeah. right? But I take solace in knowing that my lessons will be passed on because the people I have around her, right? For the people around in his village, he trusts in them. So in that way, he's telling her, like, listen, no matter what happens here, Naomi's going to be okay because we have the village surrounding her. We have the village trust in the stories that the lessons that you've given her and that they're going to continue those for you, right? You've done a great job as a mother. Listen, somebody else telling you you did a great job as a parent is like, Given like fifteen thousand gold stars, okay? right? Because it's yeah. like a thank a thankless thing, right? But he, what he, what did he do? He acknowledged how she was feeling, right? Gave her a story to connect with, right? And then gave reassurance, just like you would do a child. You got to do to the parent. Yep. <laughs> you know, but then in that moment, right? But then Tuvok in that moment shows his vulnerability because you didn't even, I didn't even. Like it doesn't even pass in my pass in my mind that Tuvok has children and he's missing his family. He's just Tuvok. He's got a wife, know, he's got kids. He's got yeah. a wife and kids, you know. And for him, for Tuvok to share that side of him and be vulnerable made the village stronger. Right? Because now Wildman knows, like, oh, oh, okay, somebody else I can rely on, somebody who gets me, somebody who understands. And that's also important. We're sharing our stories in between ourselves as an adult, you know. That, that's so important. We need, we need to hear those things. We talk about how the village can support the child in there, but you're right. The village supports the parent. And what we saw in that example was Samantha Wildman being better for being supported. And then the analog we saw to that was Neelix ignoring everyone, <laughs> everything. Every, everything, 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 you know, because he had, he had Captain Janeway. He had Harry Kim that we talked about. Even the doctor, you know, that scene with the doctor was so short and there was so mm-hmm. much packed into it that was awesome. There's the quote we talked about earlier. There's the part where Naomi cited that the mitochondria is the warp core warp. of the cell. Right. It's like, <laughs> man, you just got it all figured out, kid. Right. Yeah. It's like, you're good. Mm-hmm. Cooperation is better than competition. Mm-hmm. Mitochondria, warp core of the cell. You're good. Like, you're good. there's really nothing else you need in life. Yeah. But in there, I, somebody came in and tried to grab Neelix and like, hey, there's some news or whatever. And he's like, oh, okay. And the look on the doctor's face, he was just like, dude, dude. tell the kid, come yeah. on. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it was, it was hard to watch just how how intentionally ignorant mm-hmm. Neelix remained to, to anything that could have helped him out through this. But no, I think he- a lot of that, mm-hmm. to, to come back to what we were talking about earlier, is because he couldn't see past his trauma. Like that, I we cannot, it is not possible for us to overstate the trauma that he experienced losing his sisters and his family. Uh, it's huge. It's horrible. But he couldn't see past it, despite 
every single person around him beating over the him over the head with it. Mm-hmm. I have so enjoyed our conversations around parenting through trauma. And so I don't know, just just rip Neelix apart on this one. And that's that's so unfair of me to say because his trauma is so real. Yeah. in this but he had so much help in there i guess yeah. i guess i just i'm going to own my ignorance in that whole statement that i said and how it really doesn't acknowledge that impact that right. trauma has on people you've acknowledged it i know what happened to his sisters it's something that's real right abuse happens neglect happens uh things in people's lives that you don't know you know things happen real life things happen but as a parent and it's hard you have to acknowledge it. That's the first step, acknowledgement that these things are real. These things have happened to me. Second thing is, if you need help, go seek help because people are going to be willing to help you. You can't do it by yourself, Cameron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you can't do it by yourself. You know, and people, I know we're laughing and people are like, listen, I'm talking to myself while I'm talking to you, everybody out here in the podcast land, okay? Um, but you, you can't do it by yourself. Seek real people who want to help you. If anybody, you know, you get on my Instagram, I I tag a lot of people and stuff because I don't like to just grab resources and be like, oh, I found this stuff. No, this is the resource. This is what I read. This is the person. If you have more questions, uh, please look me up at uh, Coach Cam on Instagram. If you like looking for parenting tips, check my stories out and they're there. I'm constantly looking at stuff for self-improvement, you know, for me. So, and I always share information. I think that's the most important thing uh, to do. I believe that's my skill, right? I found something out, like it's a teacher, right? Typical teacher. Oh, I found this cool thing. Read this. (laughs) But but also you're not just throwing it out there. Like, read this thing. Here are the citations to back it up. Here's because you're an an educator and that's what you, what you do. But I think, but I think on top of that, like there's great, resources out there and you, but I, I, it's such an important thing you said. I want to say it again, get professional help. Uh, don't, don't allow society to stigmatize the state of your mental health. If you break an arm, you go to the doctor and you get it patched up. If Mm -hmm. you're, if you experience a trauma in your life, you go to the doctor and you work through and process that as you do. If you lose your sisters in a Metreon cascade, you need to go in the middle of work, you go talk to somebody and you work through that. You don't, take it out on the kid. And I think, and I think the, the hard part of this for some people, for Neelix, even he had the best of intentions. He right. only wanted to protect Naomi from something he went through that was horrible, but he actually caused More little harm. T yeah, little T trauma, you know, to her in doing that. Cause she had to go hear it in real time on the bridge. Like how horrifying that must've been for her. And the backpedal. Oh, kids smell the backpedal, man. Yes. <laughs> so true. Kids smell the backpedal. But yes, please go seek help. Go talk to somebody. You're not the only one who's suffering. You're not the only one that went through it. It may feel that way, especially, um, man. Okay, I'm getting a little emotional because I'm just thinking it. Like, you can't, can't do it by yourself. Especially, I know in my community, like, mental health and all that stuff is, like, frowned upon. You know, he's like, oh, just suck it up and deal with it. Yeah. Okay. So for almost 40 years, I've been sucking it up and dealing with it. And I can't anymore. Right. And I can't because my children don't need that. My children don't deserve that. My children don't need to see that. You know, I'm not the best version of myself for them. So please go out. I encourage everybody to go go out and see somebody, talk to somebody. 
because it makes you question, right? Like if you weren't just rubbing dirt on it and, and moving on, right? Just, just, you know, deal with it, kid. What if you weren't doing that, what would life look like for your kids? You know, what would right. be different in there? And, and in this case, like, you know, tying it back to the episode, what, how awesome that's a bad word to use, how incredible, how remarkable this experience could have been for Naomi had Neelix addressed his trauma and then came through in fact it would have made him better it made him better yeah because because he could have shared that with her and then hey look i've i've suffered through this i know what this feels like tell me more about it and this could have been such a supported experience for naomi that when her mom goes on more missions when Mm -hmm. she gets older and goes out on missions that like she understands that there's support around her and that it's and that when you don't feel supported or when you feel that things are going to go south that's okay that that's you feel okay. that way like that's a real yeah. feeling and it's okay but you go talk right. to somebody about it go talk to somebody let everybody if anybody is wondering what pride looks like look at neelix wow yeah that's pride he's been hardened by what's going on but that's pride okay so if you're feeling a certain way you're feeling out of control don't be a neelix <laughs> <laughs> don't right? be a neelix period don't be, but don't be prideful right don't yeah. be prideful but look no don't don't be neelix no don't be a neelix open up listen accept criticism and help you know and understand it's not going to be perfect and get it right the first time you're going to have frustrating moments yeah but you're not doing it for you anymore well just for you i should say you're not doing it just for you yeah, that's great it's such a good point if only we could go back in time to the future to tell Neelix, <laughs> yeah, right. but, but we, we can't do that, but what we can do right here right now is tell all the people that, that we all need to do that. You know, yeah. we, we check ourselves, talk to people and just embrace. I mean, Oh my gosh, if you have a child in your life, your child, someone else's child, whatever, if there's a kid in your life, how awesome is that? Right. I mean, yeah. it's such a joy, but it's also such a responsibility at the same time, because we we are all part, we're all part of the village. Yeah, all part of the village, and they're watching us. Quick story, my um, and this is how I know children are watching. My three year old, my three year old, once in a while comes to me and goes, "Are you happy? Wow, are you happy? Hey, daddy, are you happy? What does that mean? My body language is horrible. I got whatever I'm thinking about is making my face horrible, right? And he's noticing that. He's watching me." So I have to be mindful of body language, how I present myself to him, you know, the mood I'm in all the time. And I could be thinking about nothing. I could just be sitting there. Are you happy? Are you happy? Come give me a hug. Are you happy? So kids are watching, man. Y'all gotta, <laughs> gotta be on your P's and Q's, man. You just gotta do it. Yeah. But I think too, like there's a real opportunity, right? Yeah. D- dad's not happy. Right. Right now. And that's okay. You know, I've got you and, and you, you know, it makes me happy that, makes that me I'm happy. here with you, yeah. you know, or wh- whatever that looks like, you know, because I think that's the thing I've struggled with. You know, we're not that far off in age. And when we were growing up, you know, it's, the, it's a, you know, you don't cry. Your boys don't cry. Suck it up. You know, just go, go put a, put a smile on just, you know, whatever, hide it. And that's like this just built in reaction. So I have to very intentionally, like when my daughter's feeling bad or whatever, just be like, you know, that's okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. You know, let's, let's feel that. Let's do that thing. And not, and it's not my job to make her feel better. Like, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, listen, okay. You won't have us talking for another hour. Don't do that. Cause don't, don't open up that one with me. Okay. We, we want to help our children. Okay. But we can't do everything for them. 
We can't do it for them. We can give them the strategies, we can give them the tools, but we cannot do it for them. That's the other part of the trauma piece, right? We want to fix them and help them so bad, but we don't allow for the evolution. We don't allow for the growth. We don't give them time to see if our lex- our le- the lessons that we give them is actually working because it takes time. But then that's the lack of trust in ourselves and our ability to do things that's been happening over time. We have to allow them that space. It sucks. It's frustrating. Nobody wants to see their child hurt, but it is necessary. When they become adults, they appreciate that, right? Because they've come up with that moment. They've felt what it's like to have to pick themselves up, right? And they're better off for it, okay? You can't be the assistant. There comes a point in life where you have to be break glass in case of emergency. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, but you have to work. You have to work towards that, obviously. You can't just go straight to that, but... You just have to find comfort in your lessons, find comfort in your foundation, find comfort in the village that you formed around your child, okay? Because that's important. Your your teachers, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, your coaches, the guy at the deli counter, make sure the sandwich is right. You know, everybody that's a part of your village is important. So you have to lean on those people too. Just trust in your work, trust in yourselves. They, nobody gave us a manual on how to be parents, so stop looking for one. Right. <laughs> Well, you said it. We could spend another hour or so talking about this, but the cool thing is we don't have to. You talk about this on a regular basis on your podcast, Our Village Stories. Let's wrap this up. Coach Cam, I I can't tell you how appreciative I am to have you here on the Starfleet Leadership Academy. You have shown a light on this, this episode of Star Trek that there's no way I ever possibly could have. Tell, tell everybody again, where can they find you? Where can they hear more of just this incredible stuff that you've shared with us today? I'd like to thank you again, Admiral. Everybody, this is my Admiral. Thank you again for allowing me in your space. I'm really appreciative. Find me on Instagram at 8CoachCam. It's A-Y-E Coach Cam. The reason why there's an A in front, because usually they yell, hey, coach, how to get my attention. So I just figured I put it. Go to 8CoachCam on Instagram. You can find me at 8CoachCam.com. I'm also on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, I'm also, I also believe in the village. We have passion and grit. Any and everything you do, you do with passion and grit. Find your passion to get to it. Um, please go to the store, become a villager. Sign up for the emailing list for when blog postings come out. And I just, I just love parenting, man. I love parenting. I love being a parent. love being a teacher. love working with children, helping them navigate their space. So uh, if you're up to that journey... Everybody's welcome to light their lanterns. Just come on in. The Village Square is always open. Always open. It's great work. It's great and important work you're doing. I love your podcast. I love everything you're doing. Thank you so much again for coming to the Starfleet Leadership Academy and sharing all of this. And for everybody who listened to this, thank you so much. Check them out, acoachcam.com. And until you check him out next time or the next episode of the Starfleet Leadership Academy, ex astra scientia. Are you a leader, a Star Trek fan? Do you love the lessons and strategies taught on the Starfleet Leadership Academy podcast? Visit jeffakin.com forward slash store to get shirts, mugs and other great merchandise to show off where you have learned all the great strategies and lessons that are taught on the Starfleet Leadership Academy. 
visit jeffaken.com forward slash store or click on the link in the show notes to support the podcast and look good doing it. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.